This podcast is brought to you by the Alliance for African Partnership in collaboration with the U.S. Department of State. Hello there. My name is Oliver Nabidio. I'm an alumna of the Professional Fellows Program funded by the U.S. Department of State, Bureau of Education and Culture Affairs, and implemented by Michigan State University in partnership with University of Nairobi, Kenya, Sokoine University of Agriculture, Tanzania, and Chambogo University, Uganda. The Professional Fellows Program is an initiative that aims to provide emerging agribusiness entrepreneurs from the US and Africa to access mentorship, networking, and cultural exchange opportunities with a focus on women's empowerment. I'm excited to welcome you to the very first series of the Bridging Boundaries podcast that aims to bring together professional fellows to speak about their work, share experiences, and discuss questions about of shared importance. Each individual podcast will explore in depth the overlying objectives of the professional fellows program. Through this podcast, we aim to bring you some of the most exciting discussions, experiences, and insights from professional fellows. Hope you enjoy. So, hi Pete, hi Peter, hi um, Esther. It's it's really nice to have you on this podcast. Um, you're welcome. Pete, you are a chief legal counsel with Greenstone Farm Credit Services. Could you kindly tell us about uh, Greenstone Farm Credit Services? Certainly, and I'm very happy to be here with you and um, participate in this podcast. Um, I serve as the chief legal counsel for Greenstone Farm Credit Services, which is a farmer-owned credit cooperative as part of the United States farm credit system, which was put in place about a little over 100 years ago to make sure that the farmers in USA had access to credit and other financial services uh, where they otherwise would not exist. Our, far, our cooperative has uh, served over those many decades and uh, allowed agriculture to grow from very small to a very large economic force in the United States. Um, this, the farm credit system, um, it's very, it's, while complex and have been, been built over time, I think it has a lot of value to uh, the, the developing agricultural marketplace in East Africa. So I've been very excited to be involved in this program uh, in my role. Greenstone Farm was uh, started by farmers, right? Yes, uh, it was, with some help from the government at the okay. time, because that's, that's how, uh, you know, things happened back then. Uh, and, it, and over those uh, decades, uh, it, it's evolved to be um, very independent and self-sustaining. And, um, you know, sustainability is important. And because of the economic uh, strength and the capital strength of the system, uh, it's been able to uh, sustain itself without government help. That's really interesting. 
Um, Esther, you are an agriculture economist and an agribusiness practitioner uh, working with an NGO and working with farmers. May you kindly tell us about yourself, what do you do um, in the organization where you work and who you work with? Thank you, Oliver. Is the you mentioned area? Um, my name is Esther Mhonda. I'm an agricultural economist in the agribusiness practice. Uh, practitioner. Uh, I have uh, experience working in the agriculture sector, entrepreneurship, and doing many empowerment programs. Uh, currently here in Tanzania, I have been employed in the, I work with the, the uh, Clinton Development Initiative, uh, the initiative which is part of the Clinton Foundation, and I serve as an enterprise Development advisor, uh, championing the 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 program which is community led agribusiness. This program of community agribusiness uh, engages women farmers in addressing the issues of access to high quality seeds and inputs in general, improving access to finance for financing agro enterprises and developing structured markets that benefit women smallholder farmers. So my main role is to, is to work with the, with the farmers and emphasize them uh, to be in groups so that they can have this, so that they can solve the agricultural challenges together. And for this, the community agribusiness program that you are working with um, is mainly addressing three challenges. The, the key challenges that the program address is access to inputs, access to finance, and the access to markets. So by farmers being in groups, uh, it becomes easier for them to, to, have, to, to have access to inputs, markets, and finance. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Esther. Uh, I understand that seed is a very vital uh, component in production. And of course, Africa and East Africa have issues around seed access. Uh, could you elaborate more on um, the kind of seed access that you enable the farmer groups in your community to access? How, how do they access this, this seed? Are they doing seed multiplication? How exactly are, are you addressing challenges and issues around quality seed and other uh, inputs as a whole? Uh, how we make farmers address the challenge of access to inputs, specifically seed, is the, in the community of farmers that you are working together, we identify herbal farmers. This year, the as the lead farmers, the there are criteria for coming up with the with the identified farmer, and among the criteria, including a farmer who has a business business mindset, a farmer with the leadership capabilities, and the, a farmer who has good history in his or her community. After that farmer undergoes the training 
concerning uh, CD multiplication. And the, we are not the ones who provide the training. Uh, here in Tanzania, there are, is the there is the official CD certification institute, the institute which is the responsible for satisfying the seed and the, uh, making sure that uh, all matters concerning seed C are in control. So after the farmer received the training from the Tanzania CD official certification institute, he then uh, goes directly to multiply seed. And when he, the process of multiplying seed, the 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 Toski, the ones that uh, certify the seeds, uh, undergo several inspections to make sure that uh, the seeds that uh, is multiplied is of good quality, and uh, the seeds that uh, farmers that we are working with uh, multiply, uh, they multiply the quality declared seed because here in Tanzania. There are different classes for seed. There are seeds that uh, there are, there are, is a class which is only for companies, but there is a class which is for farmers. It is a class that this quality declared seeds. It is the class of seed that a farmer can satisfy by him or herself. And the 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 type of seed. I mean, the, the type of seed that herbal uh, farmers have been able to multiply uh, sunflower, dry beans, and soybeans. Thank you so much, Esther. Um, there, is, uh, there are issues around um, credit access, contentious issues, and currently still the farmers and entrepreneurs, most especially young entrepreneurs, still find it a challenge to access credit. Pete, how are you, um, how is Greenstone Farms, how is Greenstone, Greenstone Farm Credit helping uh, entrepreneurs or farmers to access uh, credit? And what are the, uh, the legal issues around credit access that farmers need to know? So that's an excellent question, Oliver, and very important particularly considering the challenges that Esther has mentioned uh, in her region. Um, in the United States, over time, we've developed um, some credit standards to help both existing and new and beginning farmers. Um, and so we have some specialized programs to, to help them. But it always starts with the... Um, are the five C's of credit for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, character, capacity, capital, collateral, conditions, and what you can build around those to help, um, whether it be a young person or a continuing farmer, make sure that they um, meet the things that a, a credit marketplace will allow for the lending of money. Mm -hmm. Culturally, we do a lot of training and uh, business planning um, to, to help these young farmers and entrepreneur farmers who have a great idea and a willingness to 
to build something, understand what these uh, five C's are. Mm -hmm. And um, we look at farming uh, as different than any other business in the United States. And I think that's the same for the world that you really have to have an understanding of, you know, what it's all about to have the confidence to lend into or put things in place to lend into it. Mm. For example, um, banks don't always understand that it might take a hundred days or longer to get a crop from a seed. So they will put terms in place that, that are like, like you're borrowing against a regular job in a, in a bank. For us, we'll have a, a, a line of credit that allows you to buy your seed, and we won't expect any payment until the crop comes to the market. Nice. So we call that in our system production credit. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've devised a program and other programs like that so that uh, it doesn't put an, a big burden on the farmers who are starting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so production credit, uh, we also provide lines of credit so that they can access money when they need it uh, yeah. for small and big projects. And then lastly, we will give uh, provide loans that uh, could go as long as 40 years in some cases to repay if you need to buy land. Um, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's unique that from banks lending, because we are very precise, we call it precision financing for the mm -hmm. needs of the farmer and the farmer entrepreneur. The last thing I would say is because our system is owned by farmers, mm -hmm. it's a cooperative that they own, our farmers share the risk amongst farmers. So we call that joint and several liability. Mm -hmm. um, if one farmer doesn't pay their loans, then the rest of the farmers will come to, to help mm. uh, pay that. So in the marketplace, if, if, um, if a farmer has trouble, for example, getting their crop off of the field, their neighbors are going to help them because they want to make sure that crop is uh, taken and consolidated or bulked in the marketplace. Uh -huh. So they, they tend to work together differently because they own the system. I hope that helps, Oliver. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Esther, do you have um, such farmer banks, farmer-led banks um, in Tanzania? Or it is something that um, can be introduced and probably with you having a collaboration with Pete, probably it's something that can be worked on. Mm. Thank you, Oliver, again for the uh, great question. In Tanzania, there are, um, there, are, there, there are farmer banks, although they are not strong. Mm -hmm. And the, the banks that exist, uh, I can say not, 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 they don't have that picture of, of bank, although we call mm -hmm. them bank. Oh. Because in Tanzania there is the village community banks. Okay, by the by the groups, the farmer groups. 
Yes, pharma mm. groups. So you can mm. find it. This is a pharma groups. You call them village community banks mm -hmm. or village savings and yes. the lending lending associations. Mm -hmm. This is a pharma groups. And you can find most of the groups. The the members are twenty five up to thirty five. Yeah. yeah. Are they so are the, the banks are able to address? Uh, sorry, the banks are able to address the challenges around credit access for the farmers. Can they comfortably address um, those challenges? No, mm. not yet, because mm. uh, it has been difficult because in, in Tanzania there has been a myth that uh, farmers can't be uh, creditable. Mm. Uh, yes, can't be creditable in the uh, many banks see they see the agriculture sector mm. has the many risks and so mm. they're afraid they're afraid and mm. the other thing some some few banks for example the Tanzania Agricultural Development Bank mm. is the giving credit to the farmers but the attempts the attempts are difficult because uh sometimes include ownership of land that yeah. the, the you have to have collateral yeah they yes they need to have tangible assets with the quarter like land mm. housing which is mm. the which is the not the case for many mm. farmers so many farmers are not able to access to the credit the credit service from the yeah. bank all and right so Yes, they depend on they depend on this their farmer groups. The this is the I've mentioned earlier the Vicobo, the VSOAs. Yeah. Which because the what they lend there, they they are lending each other, it is their saving, which is the not enough to cover all their financial needs in agriculture. So I see there is an opportunity for me and Peter. To learn more what he is doing in a, they're doing the greenstone farm uh concerning uh, i mean credit how they're helping farmers with the credit services so i can apply the same to the tanzanian farmers yes I, if i may uh comment on that oliver and esther i mean there was the same situation where we had many, many thousands of little cooperative organizations, or as you call them, village savings credit organizations. In Uganda, I've learned that they're savings and agricultural credit cooperative organizations, but they, are, they're, they serve a good purpose for the community, uh, but they don't have the economic force to get money from the world into their um, into their association and that in the United States what ended up happening is a lot of these associations came together as one and now like where there used to be thousands of them there are now 60 that work together and they work in all the communities that they used to have uh, their own organization, 
but they just joined together so that they could actually access credit terms from world world money markets in a more economically viable way and to convince the world that they were economically viable they developed a uniform standards of operation on back to the five c's of credit that they knew that there were controls in place uh they knew that the collateral that the farmer had worked for the loan for instance crops and i don't know if in tanzania that would they take those as collateral here in the united states we will do that we will but value what will be grown as a uh, as having collateral value so it's very agriculture oriented and collaboratively built mm. for yeah for peter for here in tanzania it is not the case uh, as I said earlier, we, we have that the Tanzania Agricultural Development Bank, it is the government bank, but still, when it comes to finance the agriculture issue, it needs the, it needs collateral and the house, the grad. So it is not this, it is not the case for us here in Tanzania. Well, we have some things we can work on together, Esther. Yeah, sure, so I appreciate sure. it. Oliver bringing us together like this. And the, the other thing for Tanzania that limits the farmers to to access credit, uh, most of farmers, they have limited um, uh, knowledge to, to financial issues. They don't have, I mean, their knowledge is, is limited. So uh, apart from having the banks, that can provide credit for farmers, but uh, there uh, is uh, another extra effort that is needed uh, mm. to make farmers aware uh, concerning the financial issues because right. you can see some have access, but mm. like they are afraid of credit, they are afraid of loans because they yeah. don't have the financial education. All right. Okay, so we have just a few minutes. Uh, very few minutes. Could we we could we share about our virtual experience with the professional fellows program for the first time? It was virtual. What has been your experience, um, Esther? And then Pete, per, just in one minute, could you kindly share what your experience has been in a minute? And then, if you have um uh, possible recommendations, you could share those as well. Mm. Uh, mm. Thank you, Oliver. Uh, concerning my the virtual exp uh, my virtual experience, for me it has the both the side good both sides good and bad. The good side about the virtual experience program, um, it gave me an opportunity to interact with the people from different cultures, and I I learned about the uh, similarities and the differences. But also the virtual experience, it improved my intercultural communication skills. Mm. But also it helped me to uh to to know how other fellows in other countries are handling issues. Thank in you. The agri food assistance and the leadership. Okay, actually. thank you, thank you, Esther. Mm. Pete, uh, what was your experience with the virtual program? As I know you were a mentor, 
what was your experience and probably what are your recommendations for the program? Um, my experience has been good. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it'll, it's always better to build relationships to include face-to-face. Uh, -face. Uh, the virtual is face-to-face -face through the camera, but like, I, like we said before, Esther is coming to USA. Mm -hmm. I look forward to that because it will make the uh, opportunities to mentorship and learn from each other better. Uh, mm -hmm. The knowledge that's been reciprocally exchanged through this engagement has been good. It's, it's brightened the vision for understanding the challenges that we face together. Mm -hmm. uh, so that they can be right-sized for the mission that's at hand. Mm -hmm. uh, it inspires, uh, you know, the whole thing, the whole program inspires us and me and, and the others that have been involved to act further mm -hmm. in a way that really demonstrates at the core love for one another. And um, I think out of it, we need to keep in mind that sound economic and public policy and sound public policy in terms of building together remains critically important. Thank you so much, Pete. Yes, Esther? Yeah, my, rec my recommendation uh, for, the, uh, for the future concerning the virtual program, mm -hmm. I think there needs to be close follow-up uh, between the, the mentor and the mentee, because mm. for example, uh, we worked on our individual project plans. We uh, we put much effort on that, and then after that, no follow up, no what. So, I think if uh, after the virtual program is over, a close close follow up between the uh, mentor and the mentee that mm. could help to make sure that the efforts that has been used to develop the project see. Uh, work in the positive. Okay, thank you so much, Esther. And you will be going to the US in April. What do you look forward to beyond um the program? What do you look forward to as a person? Mm, as a as a as a person, yes. myself first, I would like to uh to visit the Greenstone Farm Credit. So mm. I meet Peter. Mm. I. Yes, so that you can, we can, we can, we can exchange. I mean, you can exchange. I can share with him. He can share with me. Is just we have discussed it, mm. so that he, I get something to bring back to to the farmers. Okay, any, thank you so much, Esther. Yeah, Peter, any last words? Uh, no, I share Esther's uh, comments. I'm looking forward to seeing her, and uh, I assure you, Esther, you will bring. I will give you something that you can bring back. And uh, we'll, I will stay with you on the journey. All right. Thank you. So thank you so much, Peter and Esther, for joining um, the podcast. Um, and uh, we wish you all the best in the future. And uh, thank you for the work that you do. Um, have a good morning, Peter. I think it's afternoon. And Esther, have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. The Alliance for African Partnership is committed to building networks across all sectors, leading in activities that positively transform institutions and livelihoods in Africa, the U.S. and beyond. For more information, visit www.aap.isp.msu.edu. AAP, building bridges.
transforming lives and institutions. This podcast was brought to you by the Alliance for African Partnership in collaboration with the U.S. Department of State.